It's your boy, the one and only A-Switch, a.k.a. put some butter on my wrist. Call it Butter Biscuits, a.k.a. Oh, my God. that is that Drake, but sexier? <laughs> Oh, that's dumb. That's very dumb. AKA the taco meat tyrant. AKA the 260 time social distancing champion. AKA the nigga lip master. Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sights. Episode 91 to be exact. Um. It is, this is a solo gaming podcast where I talk about just that gaming and other nerd related stuff. Um, today's date is February 11th, 2021. Uh, the world is, you know, still the world. (laughs) Uh, I guess nothing major necessarily like huge. Um, but you know, people still dying, pandemic still at its fullest, but you know, it is what it is, you know, in due time, hopefully, please, hopefully, um, very interesting week in terms of a lot of very, uh, unexpected, unexpected news. That's for sure. Um, so we definitely got a lot to talk about. Um, actually I should get my note. Got a lot to talk about. Get my notes. So without further ado, let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. Uh, first topic of discussion. possible a possible Final Fantasy 7 remake announcement may be incoming uh, by uh, Moto, Motomu Toriyama uh, is supposedly going to make an appearance on Final Fantasy 7 remake concert where I mean it's been a while so I think it's a given that we'll likely we'll likely see Final Fantasy VII Remake PS5 version or uh, and or a uh, PC port. I'm not sure in terms of the exclusivity um, deals with uh, PlayStation, but I know it for sure is there. But that could just be specifically console exclusivity. So probably could still get see a PC release, um, one way or another. So you got that. Um, and then at least I think the last final fantasy seven concert was actually the one I went to with some friends. Uh, man, it feels like it's so long ago now. Was it 2018? 
I think it was 2018, maybe 2019. Either way, there was a Final Fantasy VII concert uh, here and out here in LA, and um, uh, then it, right then and there, and this was around E3, mind you, as well, around the same time frame. Like this was, it was during the week before E3, I think. I think it was the week before E3. Um, yeah, I think it was a Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday a week before E3 and then in there, uh, they dropped the bomb. Uh, after the whole concert was over, they was like one more thing. Uh, and then, uh, I think, uh, the producer, well, it was a lot of Final Fantasy seven people that were there, uh, from Square Enix. And I think the producer of, of the original Final Fantasy, uh, got on stage and revealed everything and, you know, gave us that, that dope, juicy, delicious trailer. Um, that was never before seen that was premiered at that concert. So, um, that was pretty awesome. So I say that with the context that likely we'll see something similar to that with, uh, when this, um, concert or their official terminology, final fantasy remake, Orchestra World Tour in uh February uh 13th which is actually is that a Saturday? S- yeah, Saturday. So I mean, we're coming up on the anniversary of the release of Final Fantasy 7 Remake, I think in April. So I think all the stars might align where we'll at the very least, I think at the very least we'll get a PS5 announcement, I think. Um, PC is probably up in the air, but I wouldn't put it, wouldn't be surprised if we got that too. I think that's the most likely scenario to happen. Now, if it's something like, uh, eluding or, you know, getting that train going for the final fantasy seven remake part two, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be very surprised if that is the case, you know, considering uh, Square Enix's, uh, cadence and, uh, timing, uh, when it comes to releasing, releasing, um, their games more or less. So, you know, we'll see. I'd, I'd love it, but at the same time, I don't know, but who knows? They, they, they could probably have a full on vision uh, for this whole project and, and are going full force. They claim they want to, um, churn, churn this whole series out in a timely manner. I think he said there was some time for like two, three years or something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Something. Um, but either way, I'm looking forward to it. I know that much. Dare I say motivated. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know why that's killing me. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on next topic. Um, CD Projekt Red, that company that's just been 
and everybody everybody's good graces as of late uh well as I actually <laughs> I say that but you know uh, apparently they got hacked um you know I mean it wasn't enough for them to to uh you know to not make a great initial game but that's you you still you can't just I mean I'm just talking about the the luck they're having lately but um so with that in mind they have uh yeah they they basically claim they they got hacked and they got a ransom note which actually I really want to read this I'm not sure what angle I should do it as but actually well uh is it worth it mentioning CD Projects Red uh actually yeah we'll 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 uh, read this so uh CD Projekt Red they uh released a t- uh tweet that had uh their statement regarding the cyber tech as well as the the ransom note they got so we'll start with the the their their statement <laughs> I got to do it yesterday we discovered that we have become a victim of a targeted cyber attack due to which some of our internal systems have been compromised an unidentified actor gained unauthorized access to our internal network collected certain data belonging to CD project capital group and left a ransom note that no left a ransom note the content of which we released to the public although some devices in our network have been encrypted our backups remain intact we have already secured our IT infrastructure and begun restoring data we will not give in to the demands nor negotiate with the actor being aware that this may eventually lead to the release of compromised data. We are taking necessary steps to mitigate the consequences of such a release in particular by approaching any parties that may be affected due to the breach. We are still investigating the incident. However, at this time, we can confirm that to our best knowledge, the compromised systems did not contain any personal data of our players or users of our services. We have already approached the relevant authorities, including law enforcement and the president of the personal data protection office, as well as it forensic specialists. And we will closely, closely cooperate with them in order to fully investigate this incident. Well, was well, uh, well, well said, well said, well worded. So now let's read that ransom note. Cause uh, it's actually a trip. <laughs> I'm not even sure what angle I should do this, but let me go with the like full on weeb one. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to work it up, but it's hard. <laughs> Cause I'm thinking in my head already. Oh man. Uh, oh, I need some water. Hold on. 
Oh my god, I'm trying to get it out, but I'm, it's like I'm already thinking about it. It's making me, it's making me lose it. It really is. Okay. Ah, <sighs> uh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna try to figure it out. But hello, CD Project Red. <sighs> you have been epically punk. <laughs> We have dumped full copies of the source codes from your Perforce server for Cyberpunk 2077. Witcher 3, Gwent, and the unreleased version of Witcher 3. <laughs> okay. All right. We have also dumped all your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. <laughs> also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we have we, we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. If we will not come to an agreement then your search codes will be stored or leaked online. Your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. Your public image will go down the shitter even more. Even more. And people will see how you're shitty, how shitty your company. Oh, it's they actually misspelled. And people will see how you shitty your company functions. Investors will lose trust in your company and the stock will dive even lower. You have 48 hours to contact us. Oh God! Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Oh my God! I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I couldn't. I I couldn't. I couldn't contain it. I couldn't. Con oh my God! <laughs> oh man! Oh my God! Oh man, I'm losing it. Oh my God. <laughs> Your public image will go down the shitter. Oh, got me sweating. Oh my goodness. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Oh God. Oh. All right. Investors will lose trust in your company and the stock will dive even lower. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, so there you go.
Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go down the shitter. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Ah. Ah. Okay, I'm sorry. That was that was too good. That was too good. I'm not even gonna lie. That was too good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I think that like you, you know. I think it. I think you know, I think the point. We got the point across. I think uh, that just it just explains itself. You know. It explains itself. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna move on from that because I, 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 what do you? I, I don't even know how do you even, you know. Yeah, we just moving on. <laughs> oh, okay, moving on, man. Um, okay, so in uh. Totally, totally unexpected news. Um, have you guys heard about that game Six Days in Fallujah? Uh, more than likely you have not because this game was canceled. Man, it was a long ass time ago. Actually, let me look it up. I want to say, I want to say 2008, but... I could totally be wrong. I could be totally wrong. Let's see. Uh, 2009. Yeah, the premise of the game was subject to controversy in 2009. With questions raised in its appropriateness. Especially given the fact that the true events of the game is based upon were recent at the time. It was published by Konami, however, in 2009 of April. Spokesmen informed the Associated Press that Konami will know it was no longer publishing the game due to this controversy. Okay, so yeah, 2009, and I guess it was slated for 2010 release. Eleven years later, so yeah, so basically, this game is coming out this year. They dropped a trailer, and I want to say they publicly announced it. I think it also dropped on Steam. I think that's what started it all first initially. But, um, it's crazy, man. That is, that is surreal. That is surreal, and uh, the company now, Victoro. It was a published reform by the CEO of the original developer of the game, Atomic Games, and a couple other people, um, Highwire Games, so it seems to be somewhat of a joint venture. And it will be releasing this year on consoles and PC. So, that is surreal. I mean, I guess in these times, and now that there's more time separated from that incident, I guess it makes, <clears throat> I think it makes more sense now. But that is crazy. I think it was a game that was technically canceled or maybe it wasn't actually, but you know, 
it technically was canceled since it was like no no way for it to come back anyway so that is crazy that is surreal that's like scale bound levels of if if that were ever to be you know to come back we'll see but I don't know that is crazy <laughs> 2021 a game that was yeah it was it was canceled wow yeah it was literally canceled in 2009 coming to pc and consoles 2021 surreal i'm curious if if because i mean that's a long time i'm curious if graphically it would hold up maybe they could put some put some little uh some wax on it rub it a little bit rub it a bit then um next gen current gen current gen technically you know what i mean <laughs> we'll see it's crazy i'm I'm curious i don't even know what the game even plays like i checked out the trailer it didn't really show necessarily too much actually let me is this the same one in case this is different yeah this is the trailer i saw before yeah, they really don't. It's like CG, so you don't really get an idea of the gameplay, but that's crazy either way. It's definitely on my radar. See, <laughs> uh, my concern is that, you know, I feel like games that have been been in development hell for like long periods of time. I don't think they've always turned out well. I guess the most, the prime example in my head is uh, Duke Nukem Forever, even though I, I personally did. I personally did enjoy that, actually. Uh, there was another one I'm trying to recall, but I don't remember at the moment, but uh, I was going to say Red Dead too, but I don't think that's, that's even the case either. So we'll see. Of course, maybe this game is going to be great. We'll see. We'll see. Definitely getting, uh, got some, um, spec ops vibes. If you played that, I don't want to spoil anything, but we'll see. We'll see. And, uh, related, Military news, I I guess I don't kind of it. I mean, it's military. Fallujah is military, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Fallujah is military. Uh, Battlefield Six got some details on battle Battlefield Six. Um, so you know, Battlefield gonna be Battlefield. But at least with this one, some interesting details. Um, Crossplay, which I think now you'd love to see it, is now starting to be the norm. Uh, Battle Pass, uh, they have this, they mentioned free element. Some free elements of the game. So probably at least what people are indicating that it could be Battle Royale, which is kind of weird because I feel like, well, no, not necessarily. 
technically if we're thinking in that realm, Battlefield was kind of one of the first games to somewhat be kind of almost like that. But I don't know. Squads. That's always been in Battlefield. Nothing necessarily crazy about that. Um, but the, I think the biggest one is free to play, which, uh, that'd be pretty crazy if so. Cause technically even call it, well, I guess call of duty technically does that specifically the battle royale mode is free to play, but if you want to play a multiplayer, you have to pay for that. So I guess it could vary who knows, but that was uh pretty interesting. And then I guess they, uh, they are at least toting that, uh, destructible buildings or AKA level. I got it. I got to do it. I got to do it. Levolution. Yeah, that I ain't gonna lie. That kind of sound like, uh, sound, sound like some unreal tournament, unreal tournament, uh, halo announcer stuff. Maybe I should, Need to spruce my resume up. Hold on. Levolution. <laughs> I really love that. I, just one more time. I'm sorry. Levolution. Oh, yes. I love it so much. I'm sorry. That's the first time I've actually been amazed by <laughs> what came out my throat. Not like that, though. Chill. Um. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I feel like Battlefield, especially with the more recent ones, is always going to be in the shadow of Call of Duty. Um, I mean, of course, obviously, people do prefer Battlefield over Call of Duty. Me personally, I love I love the more arcadey, like actiony feel of Call of Duty versus Battlefield, where it just feels a bit too realistic for me enough. Obviously, there's some things that, you know, you have a suspension of belief for, but I think still it does. um, It does do that. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, It also during the earnings call, uh, supposedly it's going to be announced this spring and then launch this holiday uh, 2021. So we'll see. Probably the biggest Maybe the most competitive thing they can do is probably increase the player count. So I think, is it 64 has been the highest it's been? The highest for a Battlefield game, I want to say. So I think we have the technology now. I could see them doing some uh, mag levels of a uh, player count, like have like 200 people I mean well yeah Call of Duty kind of set the bar for that really um you know pushing 200 players so you know Battlefield balls in your court man it's all up to you it's all up to you Battlefield we'll see we'll see wasn't too uh too jazzed from Battlefield 1 I think that was the one back in 2016 uh, Battlefield five, which technically was in the same era, but a little bit later, I don't even think I gave that one a chance to be honest. So <laughs> what does that tell you? I'll at least try it out though. I'll at least try it out though. 
But speaking of military games still, <laughs> speaking of military games still, um, Call of Duty. So there's been a lot of uh, speculation in terms of what the next Call of Duty will be and who it will be from. I know, I think at least me personally, I was thinking it was going to be um, Infinity Ward again. And, you know, maybe they'll just do a um, cadence of, you know, Infinity Ward Treyarch. But apparently Sledgehammer Games is back and they're going to be making a new Call of Duty title um, that's solely going to be developed by them. So uh, I guess the thing to take note of is that the last game they worked on was World War II, I believe. And I think during that, they there was a big shakeup in terms of that company, which I think screwed up the, the, the cadence and scheduling of the games. And I think uh, ultimately, uh, who was it? Black Ops Cold War suffered the most from that because I think they had the least time in terms of turnaround and uh, getting getting it out. I think, yeah, because Modern Warfare twenty nineteen had a good had a three year cycle, and then I think yeah, Cold War had like a two year or so cycle. So, so it's definitely weird for Sledgehammer to be back, but I think it, th- this is not the Sledgehammer that was, you know we all know from those previous games. I think it's a lot of um, new people on this team that are going to be working with um, this, whatever this new Call of Duty is. So who knows what it's going to be? Probably (laughs) Advanced Warfare 2. Uh, Did they think Infinity Ward made Infinity Infinite Warfare? So what else could, um, personally, if anything at the, I just not a fan of world war two call of duty or too old, uh, in time call of duty, if that makes sense. Um, something about the guns and the feel I'm not a big fan of. I just like modern and futuristic is, is my preference personally, but we'll see we'll see but uh that's still crazy in general um yeah i totally thought infinity war was gonna be this year still and then like maybe they'll just they're gonna like build on uh modern warfare and like maybe just give us a, a, a substantial big big update that'll just like you know have a ton of maps and you know continue uh do another story campaign and all that, but maybe somehow make it integrate properly with Modern Warfare 1, uh, 2019. It was a long stretch, but um, they also could have if they wanted to or needed to, but it doesn't seem like this is indicative of that, but they could have also, they could have also, um, what could they have done? They could have uh, released the multiplayer for classic Modern Warfare 2 to kind of appease everybody. Um, 
because I think that would do just be just as good, if not better. Um, but it's kind of weird since the, the campaign already dropped. Then it's that whole awkwardness of, oh, yeah, we're going to charge, though, for the multiplayer. So. So y'all going to have to pay for that if you want to play the multiplayer. 60 bucks, though. <laughs> like, what? What is this? What? I didn't sign up for this. I'm, I'm going to court. <laughs> so we'll see. I am. I'd say in terms of track record, Sledgehammer has had the games I've not necessarily enjoyed the most out of the three with Infinity Ward uh, games I've enjoyed the most in terms of the history of Call of Duty. But uh, Treyarch is probably right behind it, though. So interesting to see. So uh, if history repeats itself, we'll more than likely hear this around E3 or whatever E3 is going to be next um next uh this well technically this year even though i think they said there's going to be more online ish but who knows if people are even going to stick with that a lot of uncertainty you know there's a lot of uncertainty just a ton of it moving on halo master chief collection Halo Master Chief Collection. So, um, Halo Master Chief Collection, the game that's had a very interesting, very interesting uh, track record, more or less in terms of um, <laughs> the the history, if 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 we uh, just to say the least, in terms of having a very very botched launch that uh, didn't seem as horrible, at least as I remember, but I think it was actually pretty bad, but not as bad. At least I think it depended on where you were located, possibly because at least at the time when it did drop, I was in Michigan and I didn't necessarily have too bad of issues in terms of playing online and stuff like that. The match, I do recall a long matchmaking times, but outside of that, everything else was pretty, pretty decent. Uh, I mainly just played the multiplayer. I didn't really play the single player too much outside of the, the, the anniversary, uh, Halo two anniversary campaign where they did do some of the extra, um, cut scenes for two and all that stuff. So. With that in mind, um, Master Chief Collection has come a long way since then. Uh, it is great. It is in the best shape of his life right now. It is in his prime even. Uh, so with that in mind, there's even more greatness. There's even more greatness. Um, custom game browser. That's always fun. You know, just dropping in the games, calling it, calling it Don Knotts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's fucking random as hell 
that took me off guard. <laughs> fucking Dot Nuts. <laughs> what is that game mode? I don't know. <laughs> you want to play some Dot Nuts? Uh, I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> oh my. Dot Nuts. I'm sorry. <sighs> that took me out. <sighs> so there's a. Uh, <laughs> season six content as well. <clears throat> so with each season, there's like cool little uh, trinkets and goodies and stuff that you can like dress up your, um, your, um, Spartan with, uh, weapon camels actually too. Uh, but it's, what's also cool if you're like, you know, a halo purist, <laughs> halo purist, you can, um, you can, uh, turn it off where you don't see other people's camels and, you know, keep it like you, uh, remembered from all those years ago. So that's cool. And for like, which is, what is really crazy is that like out of nowhere, there's going to be a new map for halo three. Apparently this is from halo online. So that's crazy. I don't see why halo two didn't get any love, but you know, what? it's fine. That's fine. We all know Halo 2 is the best Halo, but uh, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Just, just, just fuck Halo 2 fans, I guess. So it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, then a uh, FOB slider support, not only for, uh, well, I guess technically it initially with the update for Xbox Series X and S it was there, but for any other consoles, it wasn't. But now there is support for all Xbox one consoles. I don't know about, uh, the launch Xbox one. I feel like you might be real limited, but apparently there is going to be support for all those consoles. Maybe they restricted or limited based on the console you're on. Um, to some extent, I would assume, uh, double key bindings, which that was one oversight that was pretty annoying. Actually, when I was messing with the, um, Halo Master Chief, uh, PC version, the Xbox game pass version, not the steam version, not even sure if there's a huge difference, but just thought I'd point that, put that out there either way. Um, and then mouse and keyboard support for consoles, which I thought was already a thing, but I guess it is going to be a thing now. So that is cool you know, give uh, as much flexibility as you can. Advanced audio options, view multiple customization options. So all in all, pretty great. At least going back to that map, the map is a Halo Online map that was not released. So never before released map technically, unless you played Halo Online, but then it was not released. So never mind that. Um, and they also are planning to update Halo Wars as well. So Bravo 343, you dropped the ball, but you picked it back up and you, and you kept holding it. I appreciate that. I really do. They, uh, they really redeemed themselves. I think at least the current state, the current state that Master Chief Collection currently is in now, I think it's, uh, has some good Halo. I'm telling you, if you Halo fan, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you in it. You in it. You in it for the 
tell you about to be you hear me you about to be you mm, mm. it's a buffet buffet of halo got your got your pizza got your chicken nuggets chicken tenders also got your um, got your um, got your little orange chicken in there too don't forget about that and your cornbread and your tacos that's Halo Master Chief Collection be specific Halo 2 though I mean 5 Halo 5 is pretty is up there too it actually is I really enjoy that very much also all the Halos actually I probably haven't had the most time with one but you know <laughs> moving on um Street Fighter 5 Street Fighter 5 So Street Fighter 5 had a overview or showcase today earlier today um basically talking about some more details of the season five pass um they showed uh dan and rose the first two people slated for this uh dan actually looks pretty dope i mean as a joke character at least initially throughout the history of street fighter he actually is looking pretty awesome now um I mean, he still, he still has the joking, you know, joke character tendencies, but he seems to be actually playable now, which is crazy. I mean, obviously you could play him, but you know, you normally just play him to offend people who aren't, who don't play street fighter that much or aren't too familiar with the game. If you want to like, you know, piss them off more or less, but, um, Dan's looking pretty tight. I'm at actually the point where I'm like, I might, I might play with him a little bit, you know, uh, they show Rose as well. Uh, she's from the alpha series. Um, you know, Rose is going to be Rose. She going, she going to have that little, that little, um, got that little, <laughs> is it a, not a skirt, but, uh, what do you call it? You put it on your neck, you put it on your neck helps you from scarf scarf <laughs> uh i was struggling um yeah she got that little scarf she gonna hurt you with it she gonna she gonna wrap you up she gonna she probably gonna block your projectiles probably reflect them back at you fuck rose i'm just gonna I'm just gonna put that out there i don't give a damn about her I'm give a damn about you, Rose. I'm just saying. All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, she she seems pretty cool though. Probably not my alley, but she seems pretty cool too. Also got like a little preview clip of Oro, uh, where you know he just he's still uh handicapping himself. I see. Where at least uh from Street Fighter Three, he would uh handicap himself by tying his arm behind his back because he's too damn powerful. All that power. 
so much power. <laughs> so, <laughs> when a demon talking to Dante, so much power. <laughs> this can't be. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, I went a little off tangent, but so uh, that was pretty cool. We got a little turtle. He just holds his turtle as his handicap. You got to respect it. Somebody who just in, intentionally handicaps themselves because I'd be too powerful for too powerful for you. That's just uh, I'll be actually offended, to be honest. But and that's also kind of cool at the same time. Like, I'm so damn awesome. I got to handicap myself because I know I'm too good for you. Uh, you, can only, you can only respect it. You can only respect it. So you got that. Then what apparently got leaked last night before um, the showcase was a character 11 who, uh, for those that may not be versed on sweet street fighter lore is uh, the precursor to a uh, 12 from street fighter three third strike. Um, it seems like he's just basically a Mokujin, the Mokujin of street fighter, which I guess technically hasn't existed before, you know, a character that can technically be all characters like, um, what combat, uh, <laughs> that wasn't Tekken, uh, for soul caliber. It was, uh, it was the boss character, which I can't remember, but you know what I mean? Basically the character that could be anybody and, you know, every round or match, it'll be a surprise. Um, which, you know, obviously for people who, um, you know, mess with all the characters, it's beneficial or fun, just, just something to fun and challenging for people, <laughs> basically like being oral. <laughs> I need a handicap. So we'll, uh, we'll let a uh, fate decide. And, uh, you know, you got your costume. So we also still have not, uh, got an announcement for the last DLC character. So I guess that still does open up the slot. It was at least people were thinking that 11 was going to be the last character, but he's actually a bonus character. I think if you buy the premium pass or the character pass, or if you buy both, I thought if you buy one, you get the other, I think premium pass includes the character pass, but either way, that is that. Um, also during that showcase, they revealed like, a basically a whole new mechanic that I think will definitely change change the way you play the game. And, uh, I think it will be, um, it'd be pretty, I think it will definitely drastically change the game for sure. And that is, uh, V shift. So basically it's a defensive, another defensive option where basically it gives you, it gives you, um, it basically lets you counter stuff. If you time it right, at least that's the impression I got where if a character tries to do a special on you, you can hit your V V shift and it basically gives you a little pause in time and lets you shift back immediately or forward, I think. And, uh, it definitely has a lot of other capabilities that probably we haven't seen yet. And they did say they're like rebalancing the whole game and all that stuff. So may actually, uh, pique my interest to, you know, get back into trying tree fighter. That's always been my thing with fighting games. I feel like I've said it before, but it's like, I like to 
look from a distance, <laughs> depending on the game, where it's like, ah, oh, it seems kind of cool. Maybe I want to try that, but I'm not sure. Or then I never try it. But I at least support the fighting games, even though I'm not like hardcore knowing I always support it. You know, get the fighting, get a buy Street Fighter, play it like for like two hours and <laughs> never play it again. Uh, but then maybe somewhere down the road like this, if it uh, gets better, may play it a bit more. So there you go. Street Fighter Five. Uh, hopefully they fix that busted net code. <laughs> but outside of that, at least from a local standpoint, does seem to be promising. Don't know why I did it. Well, moving on. Next topic. I can type. That is actually the topic. <laughs> uh, PS5 back button. So for those that don't know, uh, the PlayStation 4 uh, got a back button attachment, which is actually pretty dope, to be honest. It works very well. Um, very simple to use and, you know, overall very intuitive. And especially if you like play a lot of shooters, it is like damn near essential, I think, personally. Um, and the next best, next best thing, uh, to a scuff, if you're, you know, a purist in terms of having the original, as much original intended soft hardware as possible, uh, which I think the back button definitely did a good job of personally. So with that in mind, I believe recently it seems like there was a patent application uh, for Sony for, um, the same, but for the dual, uh, dual sense controller. So very curious to see how it will play. I definitely see it for sure happening because, uh, I think the capabilities and efficiency of using one of these with a controller is very, very valid. Um, I guess I'm just curious to see how it will implement would have been cool if it uh was usable on both controllers personally, but I understand it. Maybe they're going to do some even cooler stuff. We don't know, but at least according to the patent um, display, uh, it looks very similar to the PS4 PS4 um, back button attachment. So yeah. It, it looks pretty dope though. $30 actually is pretty good price. I think as well for, for this device, I give you all the capabilities as well. So unfortunately least, uh, but one thing worth mentioning, if you have a PS five and if you have a PlayStation four controller, and if the game you're playing is a PS four game, you can still use your PS four controller for that. Uh, but otherwise you cannot, if it's a PS five game, you can only use a PS five controller for that. But the other way around, it is compatible with both PS four and PS five controllers. Thing a note, just the thing a note. That's all. That's all. But yeah, actually PlayStation should actually stop messing around and just give us a PlayStation elite controller. Come on, PlayStation. You know, you want to just do it. Just do it. Just do it, please. For me. Please. And everybody else. I'm just saying. 
moving on. Uh, you know that game, that game anthem. Uh, well, apparently, according to uh, Jason Schreier, um, it has it has been an incubation mode, overhauling the maligned online game anthem. So, pretty much, they're basically going to decide the fate of this game I think this week or next week in terms of like if they actually should still try to revive this game or just you know leave it on the wayside but I don't know man it, it, well at least speaking for somebody that hasn't played it but you know as through Osmosis picked up a lot of the you know I guess sentiments toward the game so far but I don't know. I think it's going to be dead. They're going to cut it. I've never seen EA of all people, you know, still believe in a product after it's failed horribly. That would be a first, if anything, but I don't think EA will do it. I don't think EA EA got the gumption or the balls to stick with this, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if there's been a verdict as of yet. No, there's no verdict as of yet. So pretty interesting. Um, Cause like there's not been many games in the scenario, I guess, technically, at least now semi recently, you know, you got cyberpunk, which is at least trying to do that. And before that you had no man's sky, which is a lot better now, apparently according to a lot of people. So it's possible, but man, the odds are, against it I think we'll see we'll see we'll see though I don't I don't know I don't think <laughs> I don't think so we'll see moving on uh the last of us part two TV series on HBO boy it's been like a lot of a lot of developments within the past day <laughs> really uh i guess to start it off um with the rumor which i think boy it's good they it's it's some speculation to be had there one first off stay hydrated um, so first started off with this rumor from discussing film, uh, Marshala Ali was rumored to be, to be offered the role of Joel in, in the last of Us series, definitely a very drastic, you know, uh, what's the word died? Uh, I, I can't even. Uh, very drastic departure from Joel from the games. Um, and then on top of that, you know, the whole racial thing where, you know, if, uh, Abby's voice actor, um, was any indication in terms of how many people's, you know, underwear has gotten a knots. I don't even know that term, but you know, <laughs> The wheels got the nuts. <laughs> I sound like a 
an entitled rich person, but I'm not. So, yeah. Marshall Ali. He was rumored, and then, boy, God bless that man, because, man, you know, the internet is, uh, is a different breed. Different breed in that respect. But luckily, it seemed uh, fairly shortly after, weirdly enough, that that rumor was spread in. Then, which I feel like was intentional, but uh, Pedro Pascal uh, actually was uh, has been casted as a uh, Joel, which uh, I think honestly is a better choice in terms of just overall look of Joel and, you know, potential vibe in terms of, you know, how he portrays that the the role as well. Um, but yeah, it seemed like they did that like immediately after that rumor started spreading to just squash it, which is very appreciated because it was a rumor, you know, you know, you know, the vitriol that would, uh, that would, uh, begin <laughs> from that. So, which is, which is great. So I'm definitely, I definitely think he can definitely pull it off for sure. Um, <laughs> somebody made a, made a tweet. I think, uh, was it blessing Addy Oye Jr. from, um, kind of funny. He, uh, <laughs> what do you say? I think he said, Pedro Pascal loves him. Some escort missions. <laughs> the first is Grogu. Now Ellie, come on now. Come on now. Speaking of Ellie, so, uh, Bella Ramsey, um, who was most, most famously known from, uh, Game of Thrones as she was the queen of the North. I have to look this up because it's been so long since Game of Thrones. Who did she play? She played the queen or something. I'm trying to remember Lady Liana Mormont, Lady Liana Mormont. So I think she was of her own faction or something like that. But yeah, she had a very, it was pretty, it was a pretty, pretty awesome role. She, uh, definitely, she made it really, man, she, she nailed it in terms of, I was like, Oh, yeah, man, she'd been through some stuff. You, you just so much from that. So she will be Ellie in, uh, or she's been cast as Ellie in that last plus HBO series. So I could see it. It's just hard to see right now, but I could see it. There's definitely a potential there. I guess I'm so used to hearing her English accent. It's hard to mentally try to hear her in as an Ellie, <laughs> if it makes sense. But I could see it, you know, you get the little ponytail, whatever, you know, little backpack. I don't even know. That's the, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the dressings, if you will, but there's potential. There's potential for sure. Um, yeah, it's all in all, man. It turned out, it turned out well in terms of, uh, in terms of everything, at least Last of Us is shaping up to be, uh, be pretty good. Hopefully fingers crossed. So all that being said, let's move on to what I've been playing lately as of late. 
as that concludes the news for this week. Um, Modern Warfare, man. I, I just can't let it go. It's so good. It's so good. Also, they did uh, drop a patch this past week that uh, fixed the or at least since the last episode, I recall that they, that fixed the, um, the annoying as hell stuttering, uh, specifically for the Xbox series X and maybe S versions where basically it was just like, you know, stuttering, uh, at very irregular, you know, moments, or I guess maybe it's a either stuttering slash frame pacing. I'm not sure of the official accurate term, but basically it's uh, enough to be very distracting when you're playing a game. But now, it feels like it's at a smooth, buttery 120, uh, maybe a little bit lower, maybe 110 ish. But uh, I think that in combination with um, VRR, uh, I think just makes it totally negligible. If so, uh, in terms of the the discrepancies in frame rates, if there ever is any. So I was like, that's enough to get me back into playing some Modern Warfare. Uh, so I've been doing that. I've been still trying to grind the battle pass system. I'm at like 99 right now. So I'm trying to get that unlocked, uh, so I can be free from the clutches of the battle pass. (laughs) It's weird. I don't have to do it, but it's like modern warfare is so fun. I've been, I've still been playing it to, to earn all. So, um, yeah, there's that. Um, also been trying to, uh, for some reason, this, this weird itch in me now is like, I guess kind of almost trying to platinum all the weapon classes now. So I think, uh, we did rifle SMG pistol. I did pistols. Uh, so now I'm on marksman rifles and LMGs. I've been kind of switching back and forth, but just modern warfare, man. I think just the, the also the disappointment of Cold War in terms of just overall gameplay and stuff just started actually pushing me more towards modern warfare, kind of out of like slight frustration that I wanted it to be good and something I didn't want to play. But it's like I feel like I'm channeling all that frustration in a, something that actually is fun to play that I am enjoying more. So, yeah. And then just on a, just a straight up whim on a Friday night, I was like, you know what? Let me, uh, let me play some, uh, Resident Evil remake, uh, which I did. Cause, uh, I had, I almost got all the, tr- uh, trophies for, um, for the game, but, I it was just this one that just was always looming over me. And every time I would see it, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I feel, I don't, I don't feel like doing that. I don't feel like doing that today. But I ended up, I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and do it. Let me go ahead and do it. And I did it. I did it. So uh, I had a knife only run. I shared a little bit of it on Twitter where I did a knife only run. I I think I tried to do it on very easy, but on accident, I did it on normal. So I was like, oh, well, (laughs) there we go. So. In terms of uh, doing Resident Evil on a knife only run, I think technically this is the only game I've more or less did it on, to be honest. Yeah, I think technically it has been 
maybe there's some others I can't remember, but either way, um, it was actually pretty fun and pretty interesting to play from that perspective. Like, cause the rules for doing a, a no uh, knife only is that you can't, um, burn the zombies, uh, you know, uh, to prevent them from being crimson heads. Uh, you can kill the bees in the one, uh, towards the, the cabin segment of the game. Uh, you can kill plant 42, but that's only if you're Jill because she has V jolt. Otherwise you, if you're Chris, you have to, uh, fight, fight it regardless. Um, so there was that, um, so I ended I, I played as Jill because he seemed easier overall. So I did that. Uh, and then I think you have to fight yawn, uh, the second form, the first one you can skip. And then, um, what was the other thing? It was something else that I can't remember. Oh man. Now I remember it was freaking a uh, crimson head. He was a bitch. He's probably the hardest boss in the game for knife only specifically because he's very agile and quick and yeah, it's very difficult. I died like a, at least six, five, six times trying to fight him. So pretty much after that, it's pretty much smooth sailing for the most part. Just avoid enemies. Just know where you're going. I ended up technically, I think beating it under five hours. Like I took a break and uh, played the next day and finished it up. So, um, but yeah, man, Resident Evil remake. That game is great. Ugh, it is so good. It's really good. Um, so yeah, did that. Also played Journey because that was just like something that was again just bugging me. Like I need to play it and see what this is about. It was cool. It was cool. It wasn't uh It wasn't anything like I was um hoping for more or less, but. It was a cool experience. I'm glad I at least did it once for sure. It was an interesting experience. Um, yeah, that's really it. And then, uh, the dark anthologies, little hope played that, uh, for those that don't know, it is a part of the, um, the dark anthologies, which is basically this collection of, uh, I guess it's kind of like the video game version of Tales from the Crypt, whereas like, there's like multiple stories that are narrated by a consistent host, if you will. Um, that's kind of the vibe of this game, Little Hope, where it's like it basically think of The Walking Dead combined with. Um, well, no, that's kind of redundant, basically just The Walking Dead, uh, the game, the Telltale uh, Walking Dead games. Um, and that's pretty much the best way to describe it where it's, you know, a lot of quick QTE, quick time events and, um, decision dialogue choices and stuff like that. So you have that. And then, um, at least the, 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 the initial plot is that basically, um, you're a bus driver and you go to this, 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 Whoa, this coincidental town of little hope. And then, uh, you see a girl on the street and you, uh, Oh shit. And then of course your bus just drop tips over. And then the game, uh, takes you back in time to this period 
uh, that I'm not going to spoil in terms of the events that happen, but basically you go to his family and just, it, it feels out of context, at least at first, but then towards the end, it all starts to make sense. I'll say that, but very interesting story. Um, I'd, I'll say, I say this because it definitely gave me a lot of Silent Hill vibes for sure, which I did personally, I personally did like a lot. So, um, yeah, yeah, I definitely liked it better than Man of Medan. Man of Medan, um, is the, was the, is the first game in this anthology. Um, I think they said it was originally going to be five games, but I think they, cut it down to three, I believe, or maybe not, but, um, they do give you a preview of the next game in the, the next, um, game of this, this anthology as well. So, um, all in all, it's pretty dope. I really, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Don't think it's as good as, uh, until dawn. Uh, but it's definitely like, I'd say right behind it for sure. So, I mean, if you're into that, a psychological, uh, kind of horrorish vibe. Um, and you are a fan of Silent Hill. I think little hope is definitely up your alley. Um, I think it's probably pretty cheap now too. It's like, I think it came out at like 30 bucks. I think it's like probably, I would assume you could probably get it for like that or definitely less for sure. So yeah, pretty good. Pretty damn good. I have to say at least reflected back on it more now. And man, that ending is some, yeah, I feel like if I go in any more into it you'll be, it'll give it away. So crazy, crazy, interesting, fascinating ending for sure. For sure. Then just for some need for comfort, I guess I, uh, I, <laughs> started, uh, <laughs> once again, replayed, uh, Resident Evil four is, this probably has to be like, man, if I'm trying to think of all the times I replayed this game, I think we're probably in the sixties now. Cause I, I replayed the hell out of it when it came out on the GameCube for sure. And then, uh, after all the, <laughs> all the various versions of literally almost every port, came out, I played all those as well. I think only the PlayStation two version is the one I haven't beaten or no, I may, I think I actually did because it was the first game that included the extra DLC at the time, the, um, desperate times, not desperate times, but, um, separate ways. Yeah. That was the big, um, that was a big, that was the big attraction for that version that it included in the separate ways. I think I may have gotten it specifically just to play the separate ways. And then that I was done with it, but no, I think you have to beat the game to even unlock the separate ways for that game. So yeah, either way. Um, yeah, it's probably like, I think we're in the sixties now <laughs> cause I feel like I play that game almost annually for sure. I always seem to always, uh, make it a point to like, you know what? It feels like it's time to replay Resident Evil 4. <laughs> always that hunch always happens every now and then. Uh, cause what the recent switch version came out, I replayed that when it came out, which I think was last year or 2019. I forgot. 
replayed that and I never got around to, I beat the PS4 version, but never got around to playing the Xbox one version. So that's the version I played this time, uh, since I was at Gen 4. And then, you know, with uh, resident evil eight and, you know, it, uh, actually being said to have a lot of, uh, inspiration from resident evil four, which you can definitely see. I was like, you know what? I think, uh, validates me playing it, playing it again, which I did. So, um, yeah. And it was great. It was great. It's like every time I replay that game, I am constantly reminded why I replay that game and why it's so good. Uh, I shared a few, few tidbits here and there on Twitter as well, but, uh, it's good. It's really good. It is definitely hands down my top, top five. I, I don't, I mean, my, my top games definitely swap around a lot, but this is for sure. will solid always be solidified as I say, even my favorite game of all time. Yeah. I always, I, I try to deny it in terms of like, I guess what the game stands for to some extent where, you know, like how this game started the whole downhill, um, uh, slope for the Resident Evil titles being becoming too actiony. Uh, that's always the kind of conflict I have is that I hate to admit it because of that, because it's like a separation from the original Resident Evil formula, but it is a damn good game, man. It is really good. It's, it's so good. So, uh, if you've never played Resident Evil before, you really need to fix that. I'm just, it's just a PSA. I'm just saying if you, um, maybe you queasy, even then it's not too much. Well, I mean, you do be popping some heads too. So I can't even say that <laughs> either way. Uh, yeah, I beat it last night and man, uh, it's just, it, uh, it's so fun. I love that game. I love it so much. So let me stop gushing stop gushing over this, over that, over that lovely game. Um, let's get into what I've been watching. Cause boy, we are in a doozy. We are in a doozy. Let me tell you, we are in a doozy, man, man. So let's first off, fucking WandaVision episode five. Uh, I'm gonna say it right now. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. If you have not watched WandaVision episode five and have not been spoiled by now, uh, you know, especially if you're on Twitter, please fix that. If you're, if you're in the Marvel stuff and you know, all that mind you, but you need to fix that right now. Cause I'm about to spoil the hell out of WandaVision. I waited a whole week for this. I'm about to go off. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. I'm about to go off. You have been warned. I gotta, I gotta sip for this. <laughs> WandaVision episode five. Man, man, man. Man, man, my goodness. 
is. That's actually kind of accurate in terms of <laughs> the implications of the episode, more or less. But oh, this episode was so damn good, man. A lot of development. Um, you had the twins, uh, at least from some research I did, that these twins will grow up to be. Um, oh, I forgot their names. But basically, a Quicksilver and uh, a Scarlet Witch equivalent as boys. And then you have the whole vision conflict now that vision is, is becoming more starting to figure out what's going on a little bit more, um, in terms of the, the weirdness that's going on around him. Um, <clears throat> and then, uh, I mean, the biggest freaking revelation of this damn episode that, I guess, I mean, for me, yeah, this shit blew my mind. I guess it was just hard to fathom considering all the, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's hard to fathom until you see it as a reality. But basically in this, this respect, um, yeah, just skip right to the end. Basically Wanda and vision are fighting and then they keep fighting about the reality and the conflict they're having. And then, you know, a doorbell rings out of nowhere and she says, I didn't do that because, you know, um, vision is suspicious, uh, that Wanda is more or less controlling all this stuff to some extent. So, you know, he's instantly thinking that, and then with all that being done, uh, you know, she goes to the door, answers the door. They, uh, you see the back of the person's head. It is very silverly silvery like uh her former brother uh that you know spoilers he uh died in age of ultron you you didn't see that coming oh (laughs) that's my impression of pietro you didn't see that coming oh (laughs) oh that is horrible i'm sorry r.i.p pietro r.i.p R.I.P. Marvel Universe Pietro because the the person that is silvered haired is Pietro, but it is Pietro from the Fox X-Men movies. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? 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 Oh, what? Oh my, what? What? Oh my God! What? What is this? What? What is this? So, uh, when that happened, I was like, "What?" What? What? No. No. Uh, no. No. You, you got it. You ain't. You lying. You. Where the camera's at? Where the, am I on a reality show? I'm on a reality TV show. So. Where do I start? It's the implications off this alone 
open up so many potential avenues to how a lot of the Fox owned movies can be introduced into the MCU, which that's probably the biggest takeaway I got from him, uh, being there. Uh, and you, at least they're, they're, they're at least what they explained in the episode is that they recasted Pietro, uh, where I guess they're being very tongue in cheek in terms about either. They were being very tongue in cheek about that, about him, um, recap, recasting him from another universe or, you know, that's still Pietro, but actually the Pietro from the, from the Marvel universe with Scarlet Witch. Um, there, there have been a lot of theories like surrounding that though, at least specifically, um, that the biggest one I've been hearing is that Pietro could actually be Mephisto, which that's, that's been an ongoing, like, you know, rumor, uh, suspicion is that, um, uh, Mount, did I say it right? Yeah. Mephisto is like the, the bigger mastermind behind all of this, uh, which, you know, we have yet to get full confirmation of yet, but I know within these next episodes, that's definitely going to be a given. Um, so you have that and then, you know, which at least what could be the likely one I think is that, you know, that, that actually they, you know, through the multiverse and all this stuff that she actually got <laughs> literally got uh Pietro from the other Fox universe as, um, Wanda Maximoff's brother now. So now the X-Men could be coming to this universe and there's so many implications, at least, at least implications. So let's say the, um, let's say the, um, Mephisto theory actually is true. And you know, the Quicksilver, that Quicksilver is not Quicksilver. The fact that they actually got him into this universe or at least the actor into this universe, whatever still, I think retains those implications still that like, if anything, why of all actors, you would get the exact actor that played Quicksilver in the Fox, um, X-Men movies. Obviously, you know, the reaction it would get from a lot of people. So, um, you know what you're doing and implying at the very least that, you know, it would get a lot of us speculating that, okay, so this must mean that a lot of Marvel, um, a lot of Marvel characters will could potentially be brought into this, uh, the MCU officially through this way. If you know, Wanda can do that for this person, if it is or isn't, um, that, you know, Deadpool can fucking come into this universe and start, you know, cracking jokes or at least his next movie, whatever. Uh, yeah. And then you have the, the possible hint that, um, Reed Richards, was the person that, um, uh, was it, is it Monica? I forgot her, uh, super potential superhero name, but, um, not flash, but bright starlight start. Damn it. You, the, the black girl with, uh, that potentially got the powers now that, uh, you know, Reed Richards could be, you know, they could be introducing the fantastic four as well. It is so many implications and just, just 
the the being able to fathom how this was going to happen just so soon it seemed like at least the 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 talks of of the you know fox acquisition um it didn't seem like it was that oh yeah we'll see in like two three years from now i guess but that's that's also what caught me off guard like i didn't think this was gonna actually happen as soon as it did especially especially on a tv show that that's the biggest thing too because like you know, TV show, you kind of um, lowered expectations a little bit where it's like, you know, OK, they're not going. They're not going to be throwing them. They're not going to be throwing them balls like that. But they did. They did. Jesus. So, man. That is crazy. That is still crazy. To me. I'm just like I'm still actually in disbelief now that I'm reflecting on it. Just like. Just the implications, if anything, of what they're actually potentially can do, you know, there's stuff like introducing Wolverine into the MCU with the potentially the, um, the, I think the captain, uh, the Falcon and winter soldier movie to some extent, or, um, going back in time, maybe the multiverse of madness with the, that Dr. Strange movie. Oh, it's so much, it's so much they can do. And on, I guess the, with on top of that, the fact that it'll make sense and the fact that it's technically solidifies the Marvel universe as well, or the established Fox, Fox Marvel universe as well, which is kind of crazy. But, you know, at the same time, it's totally legit, still playing to the strengths of the comics and, and things like that, at least from what I researched there. So, uh, so good so good as a as a very uh big marvel fan uh at least specifically the movies um and you know related content this was crazy mind-blowing man man it feels like a lot of people are downplaying it but i mean in of itself just the implications alone i think are real crazy so Whew. And, and, and man, freaking six about to come out tonight, technically. Whew. And then on, on top of that, on top of that, oh my God, they freaking, um, they, uh, they said that there was going to be a big cameo, but apparently this was not the big cameo. There's actually a, there actually supposedly is a big cameo and that <laughs> this wasn't even it. That's, that's, that's what's even crazier to me too. Is that like they, they claimed it was a big cameo. I was like, Oh, this gotta be the big cameo, but apparently it's not. So I was like, what? There's actually another big cameo. So I'm like, come on, having, having an actor playing, playing the, you know, the, the funny joke of the two uh, Quicksilvers and killing off the one and now that Quicksilver is now in our universe. Technically, either way, the implication is there at the very least. That is crazy to me. I don't know. Just just being used to, you know, X-Men having their own thing for so long, at least especially growing up and watching the movies and stuff. Surreal, man. Surreal some real good television, man. I have to say WandaVision totally caught me off guard. I was not expecting this heat. 
I was not. They come in full force, all all damn cylinders, 120% throttle. Marvel, what are you doing? Disney Plus, what are you doing? Disney, what are you doing? Don't stop, though. Keep going. Keep going. You can keep going. Don't stop. (laughs) Keep going. Don't stop, please. (laughs) Please don't stop. (laughs) Sorry. Hopefully I didn't. Got my, got my, um, whatchamacallit. Didn't, um, break the filter. Okay, so sorry, I had to let all that out because boy, I was keeping that in. I had to let that out. That was some crazy stuff, man. Okay, but then on top of that, <laughs> uh, Attack on Titan was actually pretty good though. Um, it was decent. It wasn't as 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 strong as some of those uh, other episodes, but it was some interesting world building, some uh, interesting uh, aspects you learned in uh, the story that I can't remember and tell you. <laughs> so what does that say? I think we did learn a little bit more about the um, uh, what seemed like he was a double agent kind of where he was uh, actually got those two in the the ditch, if you know what I'm talking about, where they can't grow. But if if one of them grows, they kill the other or whatever. So. Yeah, nothing too memorable. It just felt like it felt kind of fillery, but then it was like maybe it's just something that just wasn't getting me or. Maybe I wasn't paying attention as much as I should. One or the other. But outside of that, then there was the boys. So on a uh, that was it was always on the back of my head to start watching it, but then I actually got around to doing it this past Wednesday or so, or Tuesday I forgot, but started watching the boys. Man, that show is fucking dope. So mind you, this is with my superhero itch. I just have this weakness to wanting to watch superhero related movies. So I did watch that. And boy, it is not your it after especially the pilot episode. I was like, whoa, this is not your typical Marvel superhero movie, which is all the more reason why I did really, really like it. I, I really latched on to it. I binged the hell out of it. Uh, these past few days, um, on finished season one, season one was freaking fantastic. My God, uh, it is, it's really good. Very, very good. Very good. Yeah. Good to the point where, I mean, when did it come out? I think season one is safe to kind of spoil a little bit, but, uh, I, I could at least talk about the first episode. So you, <laughs> You start off spoilers for the boys season one. I don't know if I want to spoil it yet. Yeah, I don't, I'm not. I don't think I want to spoil it either way. Um, yeah, the boys season one. It is a, a very gritty, a very gritty take on a superhero um, movies, basically a satire of a super superhero movies uh, shows, whatever, where you um where it's a it's a very interesting fascinating take where it's like what if the superheroes were actually technically the evil ones if that makes sense there of course is a lot more depth than that but it's just a very fascinating like take on superheroes like what if they were evil and let the power like get to their head and actually you know 
abuse that power in a lot of ways, um, which is definitely you, uh, you see a lot in this. And, um, yeah, that's probably the biggest takeaway, I guess, to, if I were to just, you know, elevator pitch this to somebody, but I think that in of itself is a very fascinating and just like something you never really seen before, but actually is very fascinating and very realistic. If you think about it also, which that, that aspect did really fascinate me. And then just all the political turmoil and, um, discrepancies between all the characters in the game, I mean, in the movie TV show. Ah, it was very good. Season one was very good. Season two is pretty good so far. I'm, I'm thoroughly liking it uh, as well. I'm think I'm a, a episode and a half in to, to the second season. I think it premiered last year. So boy, man, the boys was not on my radar, but it is completely on my radar now. Um, ah, very good. Highly recommended if you're in the, you know, superhero movies with a way more mature, <laughs> way more mature angle to it. Cause boy, it is a lot of gruesomeness in that, um, boy, but man, so good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Very, man, oh, really, it's, it's a great time to be a nerd right now. I'm just saying that I probably keep saying that, but I mean, it's true. Oh, nerds are eating right now. Let me tell you my goodness. And that's pretty much it <laughs> for this, uh, this episode of the switch of sites. Um, man. Yeah. I'm still thinking about the freaking WandaVision. My God. Ugh, it's still crazy to me. Still hard to fathom either way. Um, yeah, that will conclude it for episode 91 and switch of sites. Uh, if you uh, are watching this or listening to this podcast on your favorite podcasts and platforms, uh, feel free to like, rate, and subscribe. Um, any feedback, good or bad, is greatly appreciated. Um, if you want to catch this podcast live uh, when I record it, ideally five, four to five-ish, but lately it's been like seven to eight-ish. Hey, I got a job. I, I do take this seriously, but you know, Hey, life happens. Gotta take care of my responsibilities. So that's in the priority list. This is it's up there, but Hey, all right. I've been consistent. If at the very least you go, you still gonna get it. All right. You still gonna get it. <laughs> um, if you want to catch archives of this, um, podcast as well, or if you're the type the just listen to podcasts on YouTube, which is kind of like me lately with other pandemic. Uh, you can also catch this on my, uh, YouTube channel, YouTube channel at, uh, a switch, um, as well among some other, uh, very old gameplays that I, I did that maybe I'll revisit one day, but at least as for now, I don't know. Um, but outside of that, um, I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. Uh, till next time guys, uh, don't cough. <laughs> don't cough. Don't touch people that don't want to be touched. Uh, get your, get hydrated. Um, what else? Get your game on. Oh.
Nobody's safe.